here from always better than yesterday if this is the first time that you have pushed play on our podcast let me just say thank you for taking time out of your day we are a, an organization based here in the uk that exists purely to help people just like you be better every single day in your heart and in your mind today's all about helping you create and lead loving teams that succeed together and love their way to leaving a legacy This is a year on from the first session that I did, which was all about how to lead with love. If you want to listen to that or or maybe watch it on our YouTube channel, do go and check it out. It is definitely good foundations to help you in the really difficult world of leading with love. It's not easy, but it's absolutely worth it. Hope this next 30 minutes really inspires something in you, in your heart, in your mind, in your leadership, and in some way, and uh, start the conversation with me. Be sure to reach out once you've listened. And I want to know your curious questions. I want to know the first thing that comes to mind with, okay, good, I'm listening, Ryan. What's the first thing? How do I do this? And it'd be my honor and privilege just to help you walk in love in your leadership. That's enough from me. Let's dive in. Really appreciate you. Always love. Ryan Hartley here from Always Better Than Yesterday. Um, Welcome to a session all around how to lead loving teams that leave a legacy. In in February of 2020, on the 12th of February 2020, I shared a session on how to lead with love. That was two days before I left the safety and security of my full-time employment at the police. And I'm back one year later to share a session on how to create loving teams that leave a legacy. Before we dive into that, I just want to recap some of the basic principles of leading with love from that session one year ago. So if you're coming across to YouTube for the first time, I'm Ryan Hartley. I lead always better than yesterday. We coach, we consult, we cheerlead. We're a host. We host a podcast all for one reason to help leaders be better in their hearts and in their minds. Why? Because when we get better, more loving leaders, our teams, companies, families, communities, all get better. So the definitions I shared in that first session, uh, leadership is the act. Leadership is a verb and it is the act of putting your own needs to one side to serve others. True success for me is about being someone you love. It's about doing what you love and serving those that you love. And the five hallmarks of leading with love that I shared in that session was, number one, they create safety. Number two, they are willing to sacrifice. Number three, they have a servant's heart. Number four, they love tough. And number five, they leave a legacy. You can watch the full session on YouTube. I'll tag it here. Uh, but this is all about how we can now show up as a, as a leader and create a loving team that will leave a legacy. There are eight principles, and I want to be really practical. I, I want to share a why that principle exists in my heart and my mind, and I want to share how you can specifically do that. I will caveat this by saying that leading with love and trying to lead a team that that is founded on love is really hard. 
So to do that, you have to lead yourself first. Again, there's a session on YouTube. It includes the fact that you need to have love, empathy, accountability, and development. You'll see the full video. I'll tag it here. So here we go. First principle of how to create a loving team that leaves a legacy. Number one, they love unconditionally. Why? Most research out there around high-performing teams, they talk about psychological safety. They talk about trust. What they don't realize is the common denominator between those two, psychological safety and trust, is that the real foundation is unconditional love. Accepting people where they are, requiring them to be nothing more than who they are and for them to be themselves at their best. And if you can't do that as a leader right now, if you can't meet people where they are, if you can't accept people for who they are and where they are, then might I encourage you to review your recruitment policies and practices. My, my hunch and my theory would be that you're focusing on competence and not the human beings, the importance of integrity and values because great teams will come together and they, and they will... The essence of a team is that they are bonded by these shared values. So how do you how do you show up in a workplace with unconditional love? One is the intention to create space with your team. You create space for them to be seen, to be heard, to be understood. Make time. You know, forget the agenda, forget the productivity. Spend time sharing personal stories, things that you're most proud of, things that you do beyond the day job, things that you care about, things that um, you've had to overcome in your life. The more that you can help your team grow in empathy and understanding for each other, the more connected they're going to be, the more understanding they're going to be when things don't go to plan and behaviors that we display when we're under stress. They don't become judged. They become accepted and they become understood. And we lean in and we ask, how can I help? Not, what's my you? <laughs> you know, love unconditionally. Create space to get to, your, to know your teams intimately. And how do you do that as well? Well, you go first. You develop the courage and the vulnerability to go first. Principle number two is love believes. Love believes. Why? Well, it's an inside job. Everything that we can see, you know, this this logo, maybe that whiteboard, the chair, all of it was an idea. It was a thought. It was a belief. It was an idea. And, and sometimes people don't believe in themselves, so they don't try. Instead of wanting a different team, let me encourage you to choose to believe in the one that you have got. That team might be your actual team. It might be your family. It might be a sports team, it might be a community or a church, whatever that might be. You've got the team you've got. I want to encourage you to flip it and want that team. Believe in them. This transfer of belief will slowly encourage your team over time to show up, to try, to give their best, to take progressive steps to their potential. Teams who don't believe in themselves or have a leader who believes in them. They don't do any of this. They don't get anywhere near their potential because they don't try. How? 
you make the choice to believe in others. It's a choice. It is a choice. I heard um, John Gordon say recently that um, hope and fear, they both have faith. They both believe in a future. Hope believes in a positive future and, and fear believes in a negative future. So have faith, to have belief, to have positive hope, belief. Speak that over to your people as if it is true and slowly but surely they'll show up and they'll become more than they ever imagined was possible because of the belief that you transferred to them. Principle number three for creating a loving team that leaves a legacy is about love, serves, and sacrifices. They create a sense of you, not me. Why? Well, true leadership is about service. I shared a playful post on my Facebook this week. If anybody tries to talk to you about servant leadership, there implies that there is a different type of leadership available. There isn't. If you listen to the definition of the act of putting your own needs to one side to serve others, leadership is service. So when a leader serves the team, it encourages the rest of the team to serve each other. This is how you create a culture of connection, collaboration, of trust, of going the extra mile for each other. We stay on late, we put our own deadlines to one side and we all muck in. We give up our safety and our security because it's better that um, we all suffer a little than should any of us have to suffer a lot. It's one of my favorite things that I have ever heard Simon Sinek say. And in turn, this reciprocates. Why? Because they would do it for me. They've got my back and I have theirs. Until eventually that just becomes what we do. And remember, as a leader, never take sacrifice for granted. They sacrifice themselves for the we because they believe that the me is cared for. You can't fake it. Don't even try. Care for your team. And in turn, they will care for each other. So how, 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 how? Be a leader who seeks to serve and not be served. Everything from your language and your actions, your behaviors, your tasks will give a clue as to whether you're serving your team or whether you're asking them to serve you, to make you look good, to help you with your own performance. Your job as a leader is to make the lives of your team easier. Ask them how you can be a better leader for them. Follow through with your commitments and just protect them from above. Do not let shit fall downhill. Be someone that's going to protect them from the threats and the risks and the challenges around them. Don't shit on them. Have their back. And then they will have yours, not the other way around. Do not expect them to have your back just because you are the boss. Have their back. They'll grow to have yours. Number four. Number four. Love unites. Love creates we, not me. Teams of individuals focus on me and not, you know, they breach this contract of trust that we've already spent so hard building in unconditional love. Uh, an individual who focuses on me and how I can get ahead just burns bridges with the team. 
people don't want to share their best ideas. They feel that if that idea gets shared, it's going to be taken and, and off they go. And you know, we start worrying about things we didn't even worry about beforehand because we are just suspicious of behavior of other people. A leader will create a team that facilitates and rewards and recognizes and values being a great teammate, being a collaborator, being a contributor, being a supporter of your teammates. They do not reward and recognize the teammate that shits on their teammates, that takes all their good ideas. How do you do that? First and foremost, you become a good teammate. You lead as a good teammate. You help others. You give your time and attention. The more that we have metrics that focus on us as an individual and our time and our outputs, the more that destroys the value of it being part of the team. It says that I need to sort me out first before I can sort we out first. As a leader, do not play that game. Protect your team, connect your team. The numbers will take care of themselves if you take care of your people. Start there. The value of having a team is a united team, united in not only people, but ideas and innovation. That won't happen if you focus on individuals. Demonstrate it, recognize it, create space for it, sharing of ideas, make it something of who we are and that's just what we do. Number five, number five is love loves tough. So we know that from the principles in how to lead with love, that we can love tough. But how do we then apply that to our team? Well, the true nature of love is to accept where you are. But there's a paradox. It accepts us where we are, but doesn't settle for who we could become every day becoming better. And this is what love does. It doesn't just happen. The best teams, the best leaders will embrace conflict as a way of learning, as a way of improving and being better. And they do this from a place of love first. It creates the safety and the security, which means that I'm going to say something that I don't want to say, you might not want to hear. But I'm going to say it anyway, because I love for you and I care for you. And I think that a better you is a better you for all of us. So here's what I need to say. Free of judgment. We don't want to be second guessing. Well, does that mean I'm not good at my job? Do you not want me? Do you not accept me? Am I not good enough? No, 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 no. You are loved. You are welcome. We value you. And we would be even better if you stop doing these things because you're hurting the value of the team. And if you started doing these things, because this is what you're great at, and this is what you could be even better at. How do you do that? Well, first and foremost, you seek feedback. You go first, you seek feedback, you demonstrate your willingness to learn and grow. And that you give feedback when you see someone um, not um, fulfilling the, the standards and the values of the group, you call people out. Not in a way that's like a shitty human being. We don't use um, the, this veil of honesty and truth to be a bad human. No, we use it as a call to action to do what's right, to love first. And to say, when you do these things, you either upset people, you prevent people from contributing to the meeting, you're alienating people, whatever that might be. We don't let people settle for less than who they are and who they could become. We love first and then we keep them accountable. Love is a balance of cheering people on 
and then keeping them accountable. So be prepared to have those difficult conversations. Do it with compassion. Do it with care. These conversations can build trust, not break it. That's the fear, the fear of conflict. When you have unconditional love and the willingness to be united and connected, conflict can build relationships, not destroy it. And they will make you better, not weaker. This is why love tough isn't the first principle, because you have to have the foundations of unconditional love first. Hope that this is uh, going down well. Hope that this is inspiring something in your heart and your mind. I'd love to hear in the comments what's uh, showing up for you right now, how you want to incorporate some of these principles. Maybe some of the questions you might have, drop them in the comments and I'll be sure to answer them either now or at the end. It's okay. So final, final three. Principle number six. Love overcomes. Why? Is that a principle? Well, here's the thing. The best teams aren't the best because they do not have challenges or adversity. They become better for it and through it. The best teams, the loving teams, they strengthen through adversity. Let's flip it. The worst teams, when, when pressure hits, they... They turn in on each other. The worst teams, they lack commitment. They lack accountability. They blame each other. They self-destruct. So a loving team, they step up for each other. The worst teams turn in on each other. The best teams step up for each other. They serve each other. They sacrifice for each other. They do what is difficult. They show up and they shine brighter as a result. They grow deeper connections because of adversity. They become stronger through adversity. So how do we do this? You build the foundations before the crisis. 2020 was pretty much a crisis in, in most definitions of leadership. What we really saw in that year was those that have invested in a heart and mind for leadership long in advance of the crisis. Because here's the thing, you know, we need to focus and invest on leading before the crisis because Tampa Bay, right? They, they won the Super Bowl on Sunday. They won the Super Bowl. Did they prepare to win the Super Bowl during the game itself? No. <laughs> no, they did not. They prepared throughout the season. They prepared in the off-season. It's the same with creating loving teams that can overcome adversity. They don't figure it out during the adversity. No, they've invested in it. The trust, the connection, the collaboration, the willingness to serve and sacrifice each other. They can turn up for each other, not turn in on each other because they've done the hard work before the crisis hits. We need to do the same. Number seven is love does the heart work. Love does the heart work. Why? Because as human beings, our lives require meaning. They require purpose. They require significance. We're going to spend 
most of our waking time in in workplaces yeah and subconsciously somewhere our heart and mind wants to know that it's worth it why am i spending time away from my loved ones my loved things my experiences that i enjoy if it's not worth it leaders understand that people need heart work why to make it worth it to make you know the fact that when we show up we're able to connect to something bigger than ourselves we're able to contribute uh, our skills and our talents used for something bigger than ourselves doing work we love does not make it easier for us it doesn't even remove the struggles and challenges it doesn't remove any sacrifices but what it does is it simply makes it worth it how does a leader help the team do the hard work well here's the secret to engagement if you're out there if you're a professional that is trying to build a culture of engagement do two things number one intimately understand what every member of your team is good at what they care for what they stand for so these are terms that might be heard of strengths values character get to know your people intimately once you know that you can play hook a duck you can say right you are great at these things i'm going to connect you with the opportunity to use those gifts skills and talents i don't look at you as a number i don't look at you as a job title i look at you as someone with someone that's able to contribute your gifts your skills your talents for the betterment of our team company and service they become matchmakers they match make what you care about and what you care about and somehow in the different language and interpretation the uniting of how we all to come together under this sense of what we care about what we stand for and how we can collectively do what we do best connect them to the heart of the company connect them to the heart of the service connect them to the people that you lead or you influence or your customers that you serve really gain a sense of empathy and care not only give them the opportunity to give of themselves to advance the cause no go beyond it give them responsibility to advance the cause that's how we do it intimate understanding we connect them and then we give them the responsibility here we go. Last principle, a leader who leads with love that creates a loving team will leave a legacy. A legacy that transcends the workplace where you influence and inspire others to do the same. Why? Leaders create leaders. The best leaders leave everyone around them better. Loving teams create ripple effects where not only do team members go home better for those that who need them, our families, our um, teams, our organizations, our communities, our churches, our nonprofits, whatever that might be. Those people go on to be better for those who need them. They inspire others to do the same start with where you're at you may be in an organization that doesn't embrace a culture of leading in this way start with where you're at start with your team promise you 
people will feel the effects of how you lead your team. They will look in, you will start to influence the next team and the next team. And at some point you will get a tipping point in your organization where the culture of your organization is more loving than it ever was before. The customers will feel the benefit of, of this leadership too. Have faith, have trust that this is the way. It's an inside out. You have to believe before you see. You have to lead and serve from love and not from lack. This is how from the inside of one single team, you can influence an industry. Teams, companies, organizations, they're filled with people like you and I. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be valued. Dare I say we want to be loved. We want to know that our time matters. We want to know that everything that we do is for a big, you know, for a reason, for because it's worth it. We want to be good parents. We want to be good friends. We want to be good citizens in our communities. If you and I are like that, why wouldn't other people be like that? And I just want to give you a call to action as to say you have the ability to make a greater difference than you ever give yourself credit for simply by showing the willingness to put some of these principles into practice. Better people make better friends, colleagues, family members, parents, um, brothers, sisters, grandparents, or business leaders, church leaders, dare I say politicians, perfect love casts out fear. The secret to a world that has peace and joy in their hearts and in their minds is becoming people that we love first and foremost, is then by doing more of what we love and serving those that we love, you will get to the end of your days, your weeks, your months, your years, dare I say life fulfilled, knowing that you were of someone of service, that at every opportunity you made a difference to make the lives of other people around you better. And you rose and became all that you had within you because of what you drew out in those around you. How do you leave a legacy? Well, you, you love unconditionally. You believe in the unseen. You serve. You sacrifice. You unite. You love tough. You overcome it together. You do your hard work. And only then do you leave your legacy. I hope this has been useful. I hope this has been helpful. I hope that there is something within these eight principles that you have hooked on and you will show up and try and implement within your leadership because you can. If you would love to grow in your heart and your mind and your leadership, we have a leadership group called the Master Heart and Mind here at Always Better Yesterday. Reach out. Let me know if you're curious. If you want me to talk in your team, your company, do some training, coaching, if you're going to roll, have a great conversation. Let's do that. It'd be my honor to, to serve you and, and help you in any possible way. And if you are trying to lead like this with these principles, let me just encourage you. The world isn't set up to embrace this yet. There's too much competition. There's too much external value placed on, on things and status and being. 
we know where that leads. It all leads to the penguins of Madagascar. Oh, well, this sucks moment. It's about leading and loving from the inside out. You have everything you need. I'd love to support and encourage you in bringing that into the world. It's going to be tough. It's not easy. It's the right thing to do. You will lead and go home with peace in your heart if you've given of yourself the best way you know you can. So I'd love to know what you're going to start doing. I'd love to know what you're going to stop doing. And I'd love to know what you're going to continue doing as a result of this. Lead with love. Go leave your legacy. Always love, guys. There we go. How to create a team that leads and succeeds together and loves their way to leaving a legacy. I hope that that has inspired something in you, in your heart, in your mind, in your leadership in some way. If you'd like me to come and talk to your organization, talk to your team, or have some personal time with me just to help talk about some of these concepts, let them sink and settle, and then try and work out some practical ways with which you can implement that in your leadership in some way. I promise you that it will leave a ripple effect. It will help you on your way to leaving that legacy. Reach out to me, email me at ryanbhartley at gmail.com. Let's start a conversation. And let me just say thank you for making it to the end of this podcast. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Always love.